0: Genesis chapter 11. And we stand, when we read at North Hazelwood, I believe you guys stand when you read as well, so if you would, when you get there, stand for me. Genesis chapter 11, I'm going to read the first eight verses of the 11th chapter. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go, to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, Go, to, let us make us a city and tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth. And they left off to build the city. You could be seated. <clears throat> I want to bring you up to speed tonight on exactly what's happened and what, a little bit of what's happened before this. <clears throat> this has happened a short time after the flood in the Noah's Ark story. And then chapter 9 of Genesis, the, Noah and his sons, he's got three sons and they just come off of the ark. And God gives them a simple commandment. He sends them out. He says, be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth. God set them up for success. He said, I'm going to give you your wives. You've got three sons. I need you guys to replenish the earth. I need you to spread out. He said he's going to give them every living thing for food. He gives them all the land they can need, all the urban vegetation they can need. And I want you to notice between chapter 9 and chapter 11 and chapter 10 that that's exactly what they've done. They multiplied. Right. Yep. We've got all these Becats and all the Shem's descendants and Ham and Japheth and all their descendants. And so they was, they was on the journey that God had sent them on. Yep. Yep. And that's what that we come to in, in chapter 11. It says, and they came to pass as they journeyed. They were journeying on the path that God had sent them out on. But I want us to notice tonight that they stopped. It says they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Now I want to tell you what a plain means. Buckle up, it's getting ready to get technical. A plain is a wide level valley between two mountains. What does dwell mean? To dwell means to remain without increase. These descendants of Noah, I'll refer to them as sons of Noah. These sons of Noah had traveled. They they had set their sights on the mission that God had put them on. They had multiplied. They had spread out for a while, but they stopped. They found this plain, and they dwelt there. God got to dealing with me in my study, and it, it comes so apparent to me that that's about the time that we stop is between two mountains. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. it hasn't been real good in a while. It hasn't real been, been real bad either. Yeah. I think I'll just stop here. Yeah. 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 I think I'll just get real comfortable here. Yeah, I think I'll just get comfortable yeah singing my one song a week or taking up the offering or doing whatever it is that seems to be most comfortable for me because that's just, that's just what makes me feel good. That, that's what's easy for me to do is to stop right here, God. I know you set us out on this journey. I know you told us what to do, but it's been a little while. We found a good place to stay, and it just is easy here. I'm sure they had everything they needed there, and it was just a good place for them to stop. But that's not what God intended on them to do. They actually in, verse, in uh, verse 4 they actually by word went against what God had told them to do. They said, let us build a city and tower and let us make a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. That's what God intended for them to do. That's what God had asked them to do was to spread out. So, point number one, they stopped. They, they found a dwelling place. They stopped there. They said, We're going to get comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. The second thing I want us to look at is they had to convince each other. Yeah. Verse three, they said, Go to, let us make brick. Yeah. Verse four, they said, Go to, let us build a city and a tower. Yeah. They said, Jackson. Come over here. Yeah. Key! You don't want to miss this. Yeah. 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 In the balcony. Jackson, make your way. Make your way. You don't want to miss this. We've got something good going on. Yeah. I've realized in this short walk that I've been in, when I've got to go convincing myself, or going back and forth with God, trying to convince God, God is probably not within 100 miles of it. If you've got people around you trying to convince you on how good something's going to be or how good something sounds, I'd probably check with God first. The third thing I want to look at, and this this was their main concern. This is what they set out to do. Let us make us a name. Let us make us a name. Let's not be glorified to the God of heaven. Let's make us a name. So they said, come down here. Somebody come down here. We're going to make us a name. We're going to get a church man. and we're going to put North Hazelwood Baptist Church all down the side of it. So that everywhere we go, riding up and down these roads, everybody's going to know how spiritual North Hazelwood Baptist Church is. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying we better have God in it first. And so we're going to put a new sign up. You guys better come see this. Somebody come see this. We're getting ready to do something big. Come over here and see this. We're going to put a new sign up and we're going to put lights up and we're going to paint it real pretty and we're going to put real pretty text on it. And it's going to say Pleasant Hill Baptist Church on it. And everybody that drives up and down this road, they're going to be able to see that that's Pleasant Hill Baptist Church and they're going to look so spiritual. Yeah, right. And I'm preaching to myself tonight. I'm not preaching to you, but it's on my heart to why do we have to do these things? Why do we have to put Jesus loves you on the back of our car? And then everybody that gets out of including your kids, are foul-mouthed and of the world. Oh. Yeah. Why do we got to put follower of Christ on the top of our Facebook page? And everything that you post on there is obviously not following Christ. To make yourself a name, to make you look good, to make you look so spiritual. And that's what these men were doing with this tower. They're going to build this tower up. And they said, whose top may reach unto heaven. I don't know if that is literally they was going to build it so tall or if they was just going to build it up so high to where everybody in this other plane could see what these people were doing over here. That'd be a good time to pause the assembly line. That'd be a good time to put the brakes on and just go ahead and get God in this thing. That'd be a real good time to just put the brakes on and say, you know, I think I may be leaning on what I've got in store rather than maybe what God has in store for us. And this this isn't the message tonight, and I could be totally wrong, and please come tell me. But... I cannot find their name. I cannot find their name in chapter 11, in anything before it, anything after it. I cannot find one single person's name who had part in building this tower. And that's what they had set out to do. I want us to notice also what they were building with. They say, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. Brick is going to be clay and water that they dry out and they form it together. And it says they burnt them thoroughly. They purified them. They're trying to. And slime had they for mortar. And I looked into what that meant. And that slime is a my my commentary, my Bible said bitumen, which is a which is a chemical found in asphalt, and this uh, that's a, it can be a naturally occurring, I assume to be like a petroleum product. It, it said it bubbles up from the ground, but this is a black, sticky substance that bubbles up from the ground that they use to stick these bricks together. Yeah. Say, so what do you mean? What does any of that matter? They were taking some dirty, rotten, filthy things of the world. And trying to make it look like it come from heaven. Yeah. So what happens? Verse five and six says, "And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children and men built." And the Lord said, "Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language." And this they began to do. Now, nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. What they're saying there is that so much in, in the same situation that we have today, God has set us up with everything we need and we can still make a mess out of it. God set them up with one language. You've got the same language. You can communicate, you can worship together, you can assemble, you can trade, you can delegate. God gave them everything they needed, and He sent them out on a mission to spread out, to multiply. So God's saying, I've I've equipped them for success. I gave them everything they needed, and they still made a mess out of it. And we are so guilty of that today. We're so guilty of having a beautiful church that's got air conditioning, heat, and nice suits, and nice shoes to wear, and a good car to get here, And sometimes we're still so guilty of making a mess out of it. Not every time. I'm not. I'm not putting us down to be all the time. But sometimes when we don't put God in it, we don't put God at the beginning of it. We're just going to make a mess out of it. So, verse seven. God says, "Go to. Let us go down and there confound their language." that they may not understand one another's speech. And although that would be a pretty significant thing to go through, don't get me wrong, that's probably not the worst of what could have happened to them. In verse number 8 is where my heart is tonight. This is where things started getting, getting good for me. It says, So the Lord scattered them abroad." From thence upon the face of all the earth. And they left off to build the city. So what do you mean? He put them on the path that he set them on in the first place. He said, <laughs> he said, I see what you've done, Corey, you were... He said, I see what, I see what you build up here. I see what you've been up to and it ain't no good, But. But I'm a forgiving God. Yes. But I'm a forgiving God, and I'll put you back on the right track. Yes. I'll put you back on the path yes. that I first sent you out to be on in the first place. Yes. Brother Keith, that just got to filling me up. Yes. That got me to thinking. That got me to thinking about a 28-year-old 20 year full of sin, full of the world, no good for nothing, rotten sinner, yes. that he gave a second chance. And he gave a second chance. And I started putting my face right here in an altar just like this one. And I started begging God, God, I made a mess. Come see it. I've made a mess. He said, come on home, son. Come in right here. He said, but first, he said, but first, bring your wife with you. He said, but first bring your wife with you. And she's going to get saved too. He said, now then, now then you can start to fix some things. Now then you two can work on getting things right in your marriage. Now then you two can work on being a married couple, how you should be. He said, come on down right here, son. He said, come on down right here because you can fix what you've been trying to fix right here. He said, you've been trying to fix it for yourself, but this is where you need it. This is where I can help you. This is where you can get your help from. He said, come on home, son. I already know your name. He said, I already know your name. Come sit down right here. We can start working some things out. That's where my heart sat tonight. That's where things started getting hot and heavy for me in my study. Yeah. And they left off to build the city. They left off to do the very thing that God asked them to do in the first place. There was some correction. There was some confusion. Amen. But he put them back on the track that he asked them to be on to begin with. I just want to tell you tonight, it's easier. I promise to just stay on the track. To just stay on the track. This has been on my heart all day, and I don't know what to think about it. But I'm not trying to steal anybody's material. But I heard David Shelton preach a message this week, and I'm not trying to steal anything from him. But At the end of the day, it's all the Lord's material anyway. And I'm just going to preach it. He preached out of Genesis 22. And this is where Abraham takes Isaac on the mountain to make a sacrifice. That's not what he preached on. Genesis 22, verse 3 says And Abraham rose up early, and he saddles his ass, and he took two of his young men with him. These two young men were his servants. Genesis 22, 5 says, I'm not quoting, but in a roundabout way, when they they reached the place where they were going to worship, Abraham says unto these men, Abide ye here with the ass. Can I tell you tonight to be a good servant, we just need to abide ye here. We just need to stay right here. We just need to stay here and hold the mule that God gave us to hold. Jackson Bell, when it gets going tough out there and maybe everybody's not so happy and cheery and as wonderful as it seems right now, just hold your mule. Just stand there and hold the mule that God gave you because that's the one. He didn't ask you to build a barn. He didn't ask you to mow the pasture. He asked you to hold the mule. Just stand there and hold your mule. Hold the door open. Go to church, sing a song, do whatever it is that God is telling you to do is my point tonight. Do not get in the way of what He has in store for you. Don't let your pride get in the way of what He's got in store for you, what He's asking you to do. Matthew 16, 24, and Jesus said, not me, not Keith, not Pastor Jackson. And Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let him deny himself. You know what I got out of my study on that? Is my ideas ain't no good anyway. My ideas ain't worth a hoot. Take up my cross, hold my mule, do what God has set out for you to do. Until he tells you otherwise.